Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Last Minute Continue cast. I'm your host, John Turbo Finley, here again for the month of November 2019 here on lastminutecontinue.com, as well as various other listening outlets that you can listen to this podcast to your leisure if it's uploaded on time. Uh, this w- a, b- this a, month, big, a big buff I... on that, a big buff, I must admit. <laughs> But this month uh, is just myself and whatever uh, member of the LMC crew here talking about uh, the month of November. Is Ian, the random genius. Welcome back, good sir. Hello, everyone. How are you all doing tonight? I, I assume, I, I assume they well. Have, <laughs> if they were able to respond, I'm sure they would say they would be hunky-dory. Indeed, indeed. But, uh, yeah, so we're not going to be um, sugarcoating this month that uh that much because this month was quite the big month indeed it is indeed it is for uh for someone who we all sort of know very much about uh in many iterations in many things uh indeed we are talking about scooby-doo and the release of the new trailer for that movie yes i because scooby-doo you know well-loved property you know for many many decades everyone was talking uh, no it's not that even though it was perfectly timed. That's not going to be the subject of our uh, discussion for the beginning of this uh, podcast this month. This um, month saw um, the release of a very interesting redesign for a character that is getting his own movie in February next year. Being that off Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, we have to talk about this. Granted, none of none of us at the at LMC have actually s- talked about it in a media format, like on live streams or whatever. So, this is the outlet that we get a chance to talk about it. And br- good, I have someone else from the LMC crew here to talk about it. It's not just gonna be me rambling on for about thirty minutes talking about it. But uh, that would be quite interesting. But uh, yeah, second person's always nice to bounce ideas off. No, it is it's it's good. So so Ian, mm. your thoughts on Sonic the Hedgehog's second well, they call it sec- um many people are calling it the second trailer, everyone's calling it the new first trailer. I don't know what to call it. It's like it's it's um it's, it's a, a trailer. So <laughs> it's a trailer. We're, we're just going to call it the 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 the, the November trailer, uh, the November 2019 Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. I think that pretty I, much we're just gonna a couple call of it like places, that. yes. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one, this one. Um, so, for those who are not aware, the first trailer of uh, the film was released... Was it about June, July time? It was I think it was around May. Th- yeah, it was somewhere early it was, on. It was, like er, it was like mid, uh, mid-year. Hmm. So, and it was released and it got near-universal uh, condemnation due to the fact that Sonic looked very odd in it. Um, I can understand the reasons why they went for that look, but yeah, it really didn't gel with the subject matter and such. Um, people are going to go on about the human teeth. I don't really care about that. It's more the sort of the the look, overall look and such, but effectively the studio listened and basically redesigned Sonic from scratch. Um, with the help of one person uh, who was brought in as a consultant, I believe, um, who may know one or two things about modern Sonic properties. 
that being uh, Tyson Hesse. I call uh, him Tyson Hess, but Hesse, yeah. Hesse, uh, and I, I didn't know that the the last bit of his name was uh, pronounceable. But um, no, uh, yeah, Tyson Hess being on board to help with the designing of Sonic for the movie and whatnot, you know, it was, it it was a good call uh, on Sega's part because. Uh, by the time of this recording and whatnot, there was been there's been more kind of like details revolving the redesign and the produc- uh, production uh, of uh, how they got went around to kind of like re- all, redo all this. And uh, Tyson Hess, now you say that he's like modern style. He's actually more akin to both classic and like in general, mm. he's good to kind of like be faithful to Sonic as an entity. Uh, in this world where he is an iconic kind of like character and this is uh, this is one thing that uh, was brought up into kind of like consideration you, um, with notable characters if you turn their character design into a silhouette you would know what that character is mm. and Tyson Hess has that I think I'm not I'm not putting any kind of like uh, i'm not speaking for the man but i i believe he's a man who believes that kind of like mantra where uh if the character design is so well known and recognized that you only need a silhouette for then it's done its job the original design for sonic the hedgehog uh where they had a sil and this was even meant this was actually pointed out quite well when they did do that initial silhouette teaser of the original design for the movie uh and it wasn't even the original original design there was there's now been like for um like uh, screen uh, photo- photographs of an uh, a design that predates the original trailer design and that was even more uh, that was just as bad but um i wasn't but no, aware when of they that did actually the... that was um that's surprising the fact that the second the second iteration was the was the actual first trailer, the, the sort of May June trailer, and not the new one. So that's that's interesting. The fact that it's gone through a bunch of major revisions, even at that point, which well, it's, o- it's also gone. Well, it's also had uh, producer meddling, which is common in movies, of um, <laughs> which <laughs> many people saw a mile a mile away. Mm. Uh, uh, there's been more details about uh, the whole redesign and whatnot where um, like uh, many people speculated that the 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 budget that went into redesigning Sonic was like in the in in the ballpark of like 35 million dollars that was BS because it ended up being um, like reports are saying that it was only about 5 million and that's a little bit more realistic Mm. because um, the design team and the animation teams and whatnot. Now, granted, they're two separate entities and whatnot, and it's not like they weren't working together. It's because of the producers of this film, or even like you know uh, the the studio heads, which is Paramount. Mm. Paramount, they obviously thought in their great wisdom that it would be great for them to just you know make it more realistic i mean it worked for the turtles it's like <laughs> look at the ninja turtles they're so big and muscular and everyone didn't have a problem with that okay two problems with that first of all it was the 90s so they could get away with it and second of all they were people in suits so completely different no i'm you. talking about like uh, the other turtles 
Like, uh, more recent one. 2007 one? No. Uh, the li- live action... The CG live action uh, hybrid of Turtles. They've, you've had Ninja Turtles... Yeah. And Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. In fact, the, the second movie actually has Seamus in it as... Bebop, I think. Like the human version of Bebop, and then they get mutated into of course, of CG. Course. Oh yes, yeah. Sorry, I get you now. The Michael Bay ones. I'd yes, com- the Michael Bay ones. I'd completely scrub them from my memory because. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> they, the the producers of Paramount thinks that everyone thought, oh, that's fine. They'll be, just accept it. But no, apparently it's it was quite evidently how vocally. Dis, uh, dis, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good word for me to say. Just uh, the, the general vocal know. discord, discordance, hubbub, dis, I distaste, uh, like the 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 general kind of like uh, negativity towards the the original well beta version yeah. of uh, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog in this movie. Um, it was really it, it was. Glorily panned. Now, granted, we talk about the design of the Sonic uh, movie and whatnot, but I'll tell you this much: as much as I like the design uh, or the redesign now, like how he looks, because he looks like Sonic, they took some liberties. They made some. Uh, they still there is still obviously differences. There has to be some differences because it needs to be some kind of like uniqueness to this film, and whatnot. Why does Sonic have blue arms? He must never have blue arms. Uh, yeah, just don't tell any stupid people <laughs> on the internet. You know, some, yeah, some people it's who a general, make them, general make, call it, that make an ass hats of themselves yeah. on the internet and whatnot. But uh, not naming names. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm not too fussed about the blue arms because we've had Boom Sonic. So I'm, I'm not fussed either. It's uh, it's a it's a redesign for a different thing. Um, it looks a lot better. Uh, both aesthetically pleasing. It's not so much of the character design. It's just it looks better. It looks cleaner. Yeah, that's the main. It, thing. Uh, it does it, look. It looks. It looks more appealing. And like I said, it actually generally looks like a version of Sonic that mm-hmm. is recognizable. And that go- harkens back to my whole silhouette uh, 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 mantra An- analogy. Aye, uh, where it's just basically you can make a silhouette off that new design now. And everyone will say, "Oh, that's Sonic! Oh, I recognize that character. It's Sonic the Hedgehog." Apart because from that one smart aleck who would say that it's Silver. Yeah, um, but in terms of like the movie itself, like the story, I am still being a skeptical uh, thing because I've heard the synopsis. I even looked at some of the kind of like, you know, obviously in the during the trailer, obviously it's got some new new stuff that wasn't in the original mm. uh, trailer back in May or May June time. And um, yeah, some of some of the uh, some of the interactions. Yes, it got a chuckle from me. Like Jim Carrey, perfect timing. Now, granted, when Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik in this film, mm-hmm. he reacts to seeing Sonic for the first time, and he just screams and whatnot. Wouldn't it have been even better if it was the original design still? <laughs> And he reacted like that. That um, would I, have been perfect. I'm, I'm pretty certain there are some fan videos of that. Just I'm sure there is. <laughs> but um, 
if that was the case, that would have been it, it would have made that scene ten times more hilarious. Mm. However, you know, I mean, granted, he, he doesn't need to, uh, you know, well. What was it? Uh, I I recall what was it? Jim Carrey uh, saying in an interview that he he's upset that you know the audience got their way, so so something that could be changed. Look, dude, he like okay, Jim. Uh, much respect to Jim Carrey, but it's not like the fans wanted you personally you to go back and reshoot. Any uh, all the scenes that you were involving with this CGI hedgehog, because <laughs> they're just working around that by yeah. just changing the character model, not your scenes with this, w- with the 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 little green ball that you had to look at to I uh, give yourself an IQ of what you need to look at while you're saying lines to this invisible entity that you're talking to. Um, yeah, I, people sort of. Uh, I know, sort of. I heard some sort of discourse saying, uh, sort of some reactions, basically saying that this movie is going to be ten times better. Look, it's so much funny, and it's a case of like, yeah, it, aesthetically it's look pleasing and it's a lot better grounded. But the script's the same, the interactions are going to be the same. There may be a couple tweaks here and there, post sort of in post post editing. Um, yeah, uh, it's yeah, like no. uh, pre-production. Pre-production. Or, well, uh, actually, no, not pre-production. Post-production. That's pre-production. the one I'm on post-production, about. Post-production. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I can understand where he, where Jim Carrey is coming from is the fact that if fans on mass go, we don't like that, change it, then you potentially succumbing to um, to directors and creators succumbing to public pressure and losing some of what may would make that good. In some instances, it would be problematic. In this yeah. instance, yeah. Possibly the way it happened was a, not the greatest, but in the end, I don't. I don't know much about the film industry. I just know the fact that you sort of got to take everything with a pinch of salt, keep everything grounded. But yeah, I can see where Jim was coming from on this one. Um, but overall, in this instance, it actually worked. But who could say that it could have turned out worse? Yeah, I mean, uh, something like this. Normally, if Paramount was stuck to their guns, and normally movie studios do stick to their guns when they make a decision, wherever they fire an actor uh, or fire a director or a writer or let go or, or, or change stuff that they feel as though they believe that is correct, they usually stick to their guns. This is probably the first time in a long time where a production studio, has, uh, a, you know, a movie studio has gone, uh, has was actually given like um you know uh, a you know a talking to by a licensee which in this case was Sega because Sega actually got in contact with Paramount in regards to all this they said oh this is the this is the attention you've gathered now for this film what are you going to do about it and you know apparently they just thought okay fair enough if it's just a design that they're you know, complaining about more so than anything else, then how long will that take to get fixed? How about five months? Uh, that means we need to delay the film. Yes. Delay it. Mm. How much is it going to cost? It's only going to cost you five million. 
are you okay with that? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's go for it. But um, yeah, this is probably the first time Paramount, uh, or well, I, I don't know if it's the first time Paramount it, themselves have actually changed their minds uh, after uh, they their own meddling has hurt a project. But um, no, it's it's good that something like this has happened and. I, we're not gonna say that obviously and say we did this. We did. We the people have cha made have made a change in this city. No, it's not that. It's just basically they just saw the they just saw the um, reaction and reacted according to it. You know, it's it's you know they they just had some common sense. You know, it's not a simple case of like our voices were heard because they could have easily just you know. I mean, pushed it to the side. Uh, realistically, what they should have done, if they hadn't already done already, was to do test screenings with this version with a bunch of people, those who are familiar with the uh, property, those who are not familiar with the property, and get the opinions. Because as uh, much as I hate the idea of focus groups and such, at least then you'd have a grounding of going, okay, 99% of people don't like the design of this. Something is wrong here. We need to look into that. And if they did that beforehand, then the whole thing probably wouldn't have happened. Would, yeah. would have been in the public, would have been behind scenes, we wouldn't have been any of the wiser. But still. Hey who. Hey yeah, who. Hey, hey who. who. In terms uh, of, so in terms of actually no. the film itself the, yeah, the, uh, the, the trailer did get a couple of chuckles out of me. Um the the Sonic visiting the big ball of um of rubber bands uh, museum was definitely a Sonic thing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean uh, the the mannerisms and uh, kind of like characterization of Sonic. He reminds me a bit like um, the Sonic in the uh, in the Sonic the comic um, the the, uh, the Fleetway series. Stuff. Yeah, aye, it's mm. like a, aye, the Fleetway kind of like uh, stuff. Um, because he he has a bit of a, and of course that's also also part of his kind of like mantra of uh, it. He's he's the. the you know the dude with attitude mm. kind of like mantra uh, like like character uh, character uh, characterization as such um it's just obviously trying to update it with uh, you know um you know this this time and era mm. um but yeah i mean it's like um the certain other aspects of like his rings being used as gateways which is technically you know been a case of uh uh, in the games, uh, it's just something that he's never personally used himself in the games. It's more of a case of like these are mystical things that you know, yeah, uh, taken to special stages and stuff like that. But uh, other than that, yeah, it's like um, it's decent around, around. And the whole concept of he left his world to escape from people who are trying or, or uh, someone, someone trying to get his energy, uh, try to you. You know, obtain his power to take over the world or destroy the world or whatever, and eh, it's it's. I mean, it has some intrigue, and it, it, it's it's more of a case of me just qu questioning who and why, mm. and I just want to watch the movie to understand that, and then once I understand it, I'll probably go, oh, that's interesting, or oh, that's stupid. Is, but, it, uh, is it selfish that I just want to watch the movie for Jim Carrey? Um, no, <laughs> because I think I think originally when the first trailer hit. And a lot of people were just uh, that was the main that was the main thing that a lot of people just said. I'm going to watch this movie just for Jim Carrey because he he 
is funny in this. And that is the case. Hmm. He took this role and he went, you know, to town with his own kind of his comedic uh, kind of like energy that he always has in those kind of like roles. Hmm. And that works for him. And it, and, and it has worked for him many times. So a lot of people, based on that first trailer, were just interested to go see this very terrible movie that has Jim Carrey in it, and Jim Carrey will be the light. So, so yeah, we don't know what it's going to be like. It could be, it could be all right. It could be so bad it's good in a sort of, in a sort of uh, campy, uh, campy over the top way, full of full of hammy performances and such. It could just be, it just could be a bad movie. But we'll have to wait and see when it gets released, which is uh, next year, isn't it? February 14th. Yes. It's like uh, February 14th. That's got to be one terrible Valentine's Day <laughs> for some people. <laughs> uh, or, or the most awkward Valentine's Day. Uh, now, that is the, the U.S. Most, date, but uh, the most here awkward, in the U.K. The most awkward first date. Hi, I'm going to take you to see a movie about an anthropomorphized blue hedgehog and Jim Carrey chewing the scenery to, um, t- to, uh, uh, to the nth degree. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, of course, that's only the U.S. date. Uh, in the U.K., they just say, uh, you know, Feb- I think they, I think it says, uh, because there's actually two trailers. There's actually uh, a U.S. trailer and an international trailer. And the international trailer has a couple of uh, extra scenes in it. Hmm. Uh, and then at the end of that one, they just say, I think it's like, like February 2020. So whether or not that's like the same day. Or if it's, if it's a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of days later, or a couple of weeks later, uh, in the month of February, who knows? But uh, nevertheless, it's uh, it's gotta be out next year. Uh, per- well, I wouldn't say perfect for any anniversary, really, because there's not really any anniversary uh, during that time, except maybe I don't know the anniversary for Sonic Heroes. I believe that came out in February of one year. I think it was like February two thousand two, possibly. It's it's been a yeah. long while since I played Heroes, so yeah, I only remember that because I remembered the trailer for Sonic Heroes at one point. Mm. It's like uh, it was, you know, I I can't remember the day, but it was like in Fe- uh, it was like uh, and February such and such a legend returns and all that kind of jazz. But uh, but no, um, we look forward to that um, when that comes out next year, and uh, ah, I'll go see it and. <laughs> If I'm if I'm that crazy, I might go see it multiple times, cause you mad man. They need the support. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on from the movies. Now, granted, uh, I haven't actually seen any movies at all um, this month because I've been busy with so many other things. But uh, uh, Ian, you've uh, you haven't seen any movies this month either. Uh, but not I this believe month, you have something else to talk about. Well, I did see one last month though so because uh, i was missing last month i might as well oh yes of course well you can talk about that yeah, might as well delay it so up here in glorious edinburgh or down here in glorious edinburgh if you're listening from uh from even further north um, trust me no one further north is watching this <laughs> or listen or even <laughs> listening to this if they're watching this then they've got some really sensitive well, eyes where are the cameras <laughs> um but no um so up in Edinburgh and Glasgow, they have the Scotland Loves Anime Festival, which is a showcase of international films from Japan, um, 
and sort of the, the uh, Far East and such, and all these kind of things. And it's normally sort of big, big releases of the year, or ones that have been popular in previous years. So this year we also had a Silent Voice, which was around for a good, um, good two or three years ago. Um, yep, good, a very good film. That uh, highly recommend watching that. That's that's what I've heard, and that's to be on the to watch list along with your name, and yep. uh, all sorts of things. But the thing that caught my interest this year was something known as the mystery film, in which a new release from this year was uh, sure it was broadcast. It was broadcast. Broadcast uh, was sort of presented in Edinburgh as a, a UK premiere. Unfortunately, they kind of let slip by the fact that they released the name of the uh, the film uh, on their Twitter account about half a day before the film was re- uh, wasn't uh, was officially unveiled to everyone. So yeah, there, there was quite uh, even though it was sold out, quote unquote, there was quite a few empty seats because the film in question was One Piece Stampede, the twentieth anniversary uh, film special of the One Piece uh, series. And as someone who was only, <laughs> someone who's only read the first two volumes of One Piece, I was sat there going, "I know who he is, I know who he is, I recognise the giant clown pirates. I have no idea what's going on with the rest of the film. I like the skeleton of the Afro though; he's cool. That, that, that's kind of like my thought when watching the My, my Hero Academia film that was in mm. theaters at one point. Because yeah. I've not, I I had not watched a single episode of the series, but I have seen clips, and I know uh, of certain characters, but I di- had no idea of the plot. I didn't know what was uh, going, that was happening, and whatnot. And uh, yeah, I was a bit lost in the moment, but mm. uh, I still enjoyed myself nonetheless. Did you enjoy your uh, viewing of that One Piece film? It was enjoyable nonsense. <laughs> It's not the greatest of films, to be honest. If you're a fan of the series, then obviously it's going to be there's going to be sort of fan service central because I'm pretty certain every every pirate in the film was either background character or some sort of reference to something else in the entire series. Uh, they effectively brought back sort of various antagonists and foes and friends from the entire series, the entire volume of uh, the books and the anime and all sorts of other things and sort of all coalesced into sort of this grand big thing and I was looking at this case of yeah it's enjoyable it's uh, hour and a half action movie with a bit of humor and such it's all right if you like that kind of thing um, I don't know if, if it's on again I wouldn't switch it off but I wouldn't go out of my way to actually go and see it but I don't know it has got me kind of interested in actually picking up the uh, the manga again. So uh, make of that what you will. Oh, that's good then. I I do know of another film that was being uh, showcased at that uh, festival that you're talking about mm. that uh, I really want to go and see because it's done by Studio Trigger, who I'm really big fans of. Um, uh, yes. There's more than me. <laughs> Actually, there is. There is another John in the LMC crew. So yeah, he probably likes it as well. But um, no, um, um, uh, I forgot. Oh, damn it, I've forgotten the pronunciation of it. It's Pro- Promer, I think. I. Oh, I can't. I don't, uh, I don't recall what it can't is. Can't remember how how to pronounce it. It's P something. 
it, it begins with a P. But it's done by Studio Trigger, who've done Kill a Kill. And uh, I've heard many good things about it. I've really wanted to see it. They're also the same animation team that are working on the uh, the next, uh, or, or or have worked on the uh, opening uh, the animations like cutscene animations for uh, Shantae half uh, Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Yeah, I, I, th I think they're the ones. Um, weren't they also the ones that did the uh, the anime sequence within oh, what was it? Um, Marvel's World of Gumball or something like that. Yes, it was. It was the same studio. So, yeah, they're, they've, they've been getting getting a lo lot of good uh, traction lately. And uh, for them to have that feature-length film uh, in theaters and whatnot, um, I don't know how successful it has been for them uh, because they had, like, uh, I think they had a weekend in, in select U.S., uh, um, theaters, and then they had that showcase. Uh, that they had that uh, run at that uh, anime uh, festival um, down in Glasgow. Uh, so um, I just wish there was like a more. I, w I wish because we had uh, well, I had a film festival up here in the Highlands as well at uh, uh, at a theater cinema place called Eden Court, and uh, that. Uh, didn't, that didn't have any anime whatsoever, and I would have thought that they would have had an anime title during that festival that this month, but sadly, nothing was on the table, so I was like, yeah, whatever. whatever. So, um, but, no, it's good that you were able to get that, but uh, you said you had uh, seen something else to relate it to this month. Yes, yes. So, there are uh, so surprise, surprise. There is more than films, uh, film theaters open in Edinburgh. There's plenty of um, actual sort of um, theaters, theaters. Yeah, uh, stage, stage, stage theaters. theaters. That's the word I'm looking for. And um, yeah, I actually got round to see a Night of the Realm at um, uh, Edinburgh, which is Sir Lenny Henry. He was doing his one-man tour touring the UK, uh, promoting his uh, autobiography about his life. As a young kid growing up in uh, in the most magical place of all world, Dudley, and he and sort of his life up until the end of Tiswas, um, when he sort of effectively broke from sort of the kids' TV mold into the big star that he became, and then he may sort of go on and do another book uh, detailing his life with comic relief and his uh, TV shows and everything else uh, before going into uh, his stage work but it was a very interesting evening it was nice to sort of just see uh, see him sort of in the flesh and sort of act out all of his things because you see him on screen and he has this presence but you don't feel that unless you actually see him directly and it's sort of big bombastic but also friendly and sort of charming and such and it was will it was well worth actually going to see um, I've never been to any of these sort of one man or uh, one person shows before, but yeah, it was really, uh, really fun and sort of. I don't know if the tour's still going, but uh, if you are listening to it and you like his uh, his comedy or his work, I'd suggest you go along and see it. Ah, good recommendation there from Ian there for that show. I mean, I'm I I've always wanted to see a, a few shows mo, mo, i'm more of a like if i want to go to see a one-man show it's mostly co uh, uh, a comedian kind of like show uh though last 
one-man show I went to see was that of uh, I'm gonna say well I wouldn't say it's the one man it was a one-man show it was kind of like more of like a kind of like Q&A style uh, interview style uh, kind of like a show with uh, Mick Foley um, ah. being interviewed by uh, Kenny McIntosh for Inside the Ropes uh, as part of the kind of it, it was originally gonna be Rise of the Undertaker, but of course contract negotiations got in the way of that thing. <laughs> but um, uh, regardless, uh, that was pretty much uh, the last show. But I always wanted to go see an actual comedian. Like I'm, I'm a big fan of Bill Bailey. I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Russell Howard, and uh, I believe both of them had shows up in Inverness, and I missed them. That's a shame. And it was it sucks. It's like because I love to, I would have loved to go and see any of those those two shows in Inverness. Uh, it's just I wasn't told about it. Yeah. And, uh, but it happens. It happens. You, um, you need to be sort of careful. You need to sort of be aware with some of these shows. It's sort of case of oh, I know that X is having a tour. I need to actually look at the website because they're probably not going to announce saying oh hey I'm definitely going to be going to X Y Z. Um, and that's how I found out about. Uh, the recording of a radio show that I quite enjoy called I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. Uh, it's a BBC panel game show in which it's basically the entire antithesis of panel game shows. And they had um, they had a show up in Edinburgh a couple of years ago, and there was no mention of it anywhere aside from a little footnote in, um, in the Playhouse Theatre, which is where they, they held it. It was just a case of, by the way, there's this show all going on, and it was... It led to a very interesting conversation with the uh, with the ticket seller. It was basically a case of, uh, I'd like to go see a show, please. Of course, sir. What do you want to see? I'm sorry I haven't a clue. What? <laughs> I'm sorry I haven't a clue. Well, if you haven't got a clue as to what it is, why are you coming here? No. Uh, it's it's like who's on stage. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. That That's hilarious. That That's really good. <laughs> so, but no. Um, yeah. It's uh, obviously it's always the case of like you know be sure to check up on if there's someone something or someone that you like to that you would love to see in person and they announce a tour or something like that you know look it up and see if it's actually there is gonna be a show near you during that tour and whatnot mm. because you you never know you'd be surprised um, but anyway we'll move away from the entertainment scene. To another entertainment media, which is the media of, of games, and uh, this month has been quite the massive buttload of games that have been released, as it would be w for November, because November is always the time to get your games out and make sure that it's all hunky dory and ready and prep for all the Christmas that's gonna be coming up. Because yes, next month is Christmas. That'll be fun. Not. It's, but, it's, um, it's really Christmas time. I would have never have guessed. I mean, they've not, <laughs> they've not uh, sort of done all of the things like having all the Christmas decorations out since September. Yeah, I know. It's like it's it's never the case of that happening at all. It's not. It's the. It's like it's just subtly, you know, been uh, happening. It's not. It's not like they were planning it like months ahead. Yeah. Almost as, oh, it's nearly as bad as that. They almost did it in August. I mean, come on. It's not that. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Anyway, um, but no, this month obviously uh, a lot of games came out, and uh, uh, I think there was like 
well over 30 titles this month alone in fact in in a period of two weeks i think the i think there was like 20 titles there was that was a came lot out at one time there was a lot that was released um, this, this month yeah oh yeah definitely but uh nobly for myself um i i did actually have some new releases that actually bled from um october because uh, when we did october's uh uh lmc cast uh that uh but uh, when we recorded that, it actually we recorded before this game came out, which was Luigi's Mansion Three, and Luigi's Mansion Three released on Halloween, f- perfect timing uh, by Nintendo, so uh, or by some clever piece of marketing, and um, yeah, it's like I got through the whole game, uh, beat or I got through the the main campaign at least and beat that, and. I actually did enjoy myself. Uh, I think, uh, what was it? I did also watch uh, Zero Punctuation, Yahtzee's uh, review for Zero Punctuation uh, on the game. And he pretty much hits the nail on the head in terms of like uh, the, uh, the the niggly bits that uh, kind of like uh, was problematic for the game. Being that of the, there is a couple of moments in the game where you're backtracking um, uh, through previous uh, areas to obtain something that you already obtained and um, uh, in this game obviously um, Luigi is sent to this ma- uh, like a uh, hotel uh, kind of like high-rise hotel uh, with uh, Mario Peach and a few toads uh, in tow and uh, would you know it, it's all just a ruse uh, de- uh, devi- devised by King uh, King Boo uh, who's escaped from his prison and is uh, now come back to take revenge on Luigi uh, and the crew, and uh, yeah, it's your typical fare of Luigi going through different floors of this hotel, and he, every floor he goes to, and he beats the kind of like boss and whatnot. He gets himself uh, a new uh, number for the the um, elevator. Uh, yeah, the elevator. Ah, the the hotel's elevator, uh, because they're all screwed out uh, before. You know, after, you know, the everything goes to heck, and um, it's his job to find the diff- uh, all the uh, numbers for the buttons, and then you know, uh, do it all, um, you know, get through it and get to the top and rescue Mario and all that. Um, the uh, what was it? Um, the little uh, the 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 gameplay mechanics. They like they do explain it to a certain point like the new ones like the the new ones that they introduced there was like a um like a, a shock blast uh, or an air blast kind of like um maneuver that you could do by pressing both triggers uh, on the controllers um i always kept forgetting that i had that move even though it was introduced to me at the beginning of the game but because they they don't uh incorporate it all the time uh for moves and stuff for for like general gameplay i always ended up forgetting about it and it was the same case for um one of the other moves as well um actually no it was that move because i always like when it came to like um a uh a moment in uh, there was one moment in the game and i was constantly dying and whatnot but by this time i had uh so many golden bones you can get um uh, like 
nine up to a maximum of nine gold bones which uh, helps you revive it's like extra lives and uh but i got to a point in this where i was trapped in this room and the 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 floor uh, not the floor the ceiling is about to fall on top of me and it's because of these lasers that are firing off so i have to shut off the lasers but i didn't know how to do it so I was trying every other, I was doing every other move except for the air blast move. And I died like f four or five times before I realized, oh, that's the move I need to do at, on these lasers <laughs> to stop them. Um, and that was the only downside. Uh, and uh, other than the backtracking and whatnot, I actually, ha I, I took my time with it. I was collecting as much coins as I wanted and whatnot, even though by the time I actually like you know by end game and whatnot i already bought everything that i could buy in the game which was like um and it's it's not really that impressive for you know using your coins mm. because there's no upgrade system like in in the second game uh you can upgrade your uh poltergust so it could be stronger so it can suck in enemies faster or or stronger and whatnot um and it can do various moves but this time around you you can't upgrade your uh poltergust uh, i'm not well i lie you do upgrade your poltergust but it's through progression like it's through story progression because egad who's obviously at this hotel as well because he got captured um he tells you oh luigi i have this uh invention this attachment for the poltergust that you have there Please go to this room here that uh, this toad has ventured to uh, to try to find it. Please get it for me. And you say, that toad is useless. Um, to be, as, fair, uh, to be it, fair, most of the toads are useless in the Mushroom Kingdom. They just basically go around indeed saying, indeed. Ah! <laughs> Yeah, they, they, it is intentional uh, that the toads are kind of useless at times. Um, but no, uh, and that was also another point in the, uh, in the game where I also, again, I forgot about the air blast, and I was at a point where there a toad was hiding underneath a cardboard box, and I was trying to pull it, uh, I was trying to suck it up with the, the vacuum, I was trying to uh, blow it with the vacuum, I was trying to use uh, the dark light um, um, that you have uh, as well to see if it was like haunted and I had to exercise it to you know make it mm. you know uh, uh reveal the toad but no i was like i was doing all this these motions and i was like what what i can't remember what the heck so yeah it happens but um no other than those little gripes overall i actually enjoyed it it's just as good i i mean out of all the games that i've played i have played the original a little bit but i've played mainly two with my experience between one, uh, two, and three, I do actually prefer three over two. Uh, um, I think that's the general consensus from what I've heard from reviewing outlets is that um, the second one is the weakest of the trilogy so far. Yeah, and the third one is possibly on par, if not better, than the first one. Um, I must admit, I I wouldn't say it would be better. Um, uh, I mean. Well, it depends on which of which of the original you're talking about, whether it be the original on GameCube the, or the, the original on GameCube. The, yeah, I because you got the 3DS version now, mm. and which is still baffling a lot of people because of, many people thought it would have been better to just port it onto the Switch rather than on 3DS. 
but um, the uh, 3DS version did incorporate a lot of kind of like modern day kind of like mechanics that being achievements and they're in this one as well they're in number three and I'm not a big fan of them either I don't like in-game achievements um, being a, a factor uh, we have achievements on the 360 uh, or uh, on the Xbox brand we have trophies on the PlayStation brand Nintendo just don't follow the 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 notions of that and put achievement like accomplishments uh, in your games because it doesn't it, it ends up not being fun okay just go back to an old school mechanic uh, or old school school mentality where when you have the game beat or you've completed it or you get the best ranking and whatnot have an unlockable at the end mm. uh, that's all I I ask for nowadays and whatnot and don't do this stupid shit where it's like oh we'll unlock a harder level or a harder mode and what no 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 just just have something special at the end like for example i don't know uh i'm trying to think of a good one uh like uh, something that has a good e uh, end of game kind of like unlockable when you get a good ranking or whatever uh, uh my mind's uh, stuff, stuff like the um, the Invisic Camo or the Infinity uh, Bandana from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, there we go. That's a good example. It's like uh, because that incorporates uh, you replaying the game two times because you get one for doing having one ending and one for another. So yeah, makes sense. So yeah. Anyway, um, that uh, besides uh, uh, that, I have been playing. Uh, well, of course, I've been playing more of Ring Fit Adventure, and of course, I've been starting a playthrough of that on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward live every Wednesday. Uh, I've been doing that. Um, other than that, uh, I'm trying to think of the, the other games that I've played. Um, uh, oh yeah, Marion Sonic at the Olympic Games, uh, Tokyo 2020. Uh, uh, yes. I've only played probably like 10 minutes of it because <laughs> I haven't been, I ha again, I haven't put the time in to, um, uh, get round to playing the story mode. Now I did actually put up a poll regarding if anyone wanted me to do a let's play series of the story mode however ring fit adventure won that uh won that poll so uh, everyone's yeah. just thinking of your health john yes <laughs> i'm fine it's <laughs> like my, I, it's like what people many people don't actually realize i have been keeping myself healthy for the last two and a half years or tried uh, have tried and succeeded for over two years so yeah but um but no, um, no. Many people just wanted to see me play the game, and it has been, uh, yeah, it's, it has been uh, good. But uh, no, with the ten minutes that I've played uh, of uh, Marion Sonic uh, at the Olympic Games on Switch this time around, um, the it's it's fine. It's decent. I've played the demo, played the full game, played a couple of the newer events that I never got a chance to. I haven't tried any of the dream events though. Uh, but uh, from what I've played. It's solid. It's definitely solid. It's good that there's a traditional control scheme this time around, rather than a, um, you know, just motion controls and whatnot. But um, and I haven't tried. I have. I have watched some of the tra uh, the story mode via other people's playthroughs and whatnot on YouTube. But um, uh, the the only gripe I have, and I actually mentioned this on Twitter, actually. 
is back in the last in the last uh, Olympic Games game, uh, which was Rio uh, 2016, mm. they had really unique custom a- animation animations with uh, pairing up your character with other characters, and you would have like Sonic like two Sonic characters paired up in a in a doubles event, uh, and they would have a unique celebration at the podium uh like the medal medals podium um when they win a win an event uh and the same for mario characters and even for mixtures of like mario and sonic characters they would have like unique animations this time around they got rid of that but in their place is more uh event orientated outfits for the characters uh going into the separate events and and for the first time, like in the longest time, Sonic actually wears something when he's running. <laughs> it's like he he has a granted it's just a sports vest and whatnot, but at least it's something. Um, question: Does he so, still? So you don't get. Does Sonic you don't still get the have excuse. the excuse? Oh, sorry. Uh, question: No, no, it's alright. Uh, does Sonic still have the little um, armbands on when he's swimming? I think he's still still only. I know he's still wearing the. Uh, the life preserver. Yeah, I believe uh, there was something. But I don't know if he still has the floaty arms. <laughs> there was something I remember oh, yeah. in which they just basically said, "Yeah, Sonic just can't swim, so let's just stick him with the with the swim assist uh, thing," which was just. Yeah, yeah, oh, I I can understand that. Yeah. Right. It's perfect, perfect, funny, funny kind of like continuity and whatnot. But um, no, it's like uh, I, uh, other than that, I mean, uh, the 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 the. The detail that they want to put into for the the events this time around, it's good because, like, for the equestrian uh, kind of like event, everyone's in horse riding gear, which is great, you know, because it, it makes sense. You're horse riding, you're 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 show jumping, essentially, uh, or uh, to a certain degree, and you know you need to be looked the part and whatnot. And it's good that they have that for uh, all the characters. Uh, uh, when it comes to uh, surfing and stuff like that, everyone's in kind of like wetsuits that would, equ- you know, equate for, you know, uh, using a surfboard and riding the waves. Um, so yeah, I like that attention to detail. Just a shame that you had to axe custom animations, like unique anim- team mm-hmm. up animations uh, or victory animations um, for uh, uh, for that. But eh. The sacrifices that are made, I suppose. Um, but uh, I think that was... Oh, actually, no, I lie. That's not the last thing I played this month. Uh, this month, even though it didn't come out this month, I've actually been playing a game that came out earlier in this year that I've been wanting to get around to uh, for a while now, but uh, haven't haven't been because obviously I've been too busy with other things. And that is uh, the second game that has gotten a uh, gotten uh, good graces uh, given to Capcom. Uh, the first being that of uh, uh, Game of the Year runner uh, Re- Resident Evil 2. Mm. Go on, Resident Evil 2. You're my Game of the Year. Win, win, win. Uh, but uh, the game that uh, the other game that Capcom has uh, released that got them back into the good books was uh, Devil May Cry 5. Yeah. That's... And I've been playing this through uh, Game Pass, and it's uh, definitely. Uh, granted, I jump into the action hack and slash genre with uh, I believe it was 
Devil May Cry 4. Mm. Yes, Devil May Cry 4. Because it wasn't Bayonetta. Because uh, I actually played Bayonetta after Devil May Cry 4. So, because uh, I used to be on a web, I used to be on another website where I reviewed games, and it sucked. <laughs> uh, but and I got and I got a chance to uh, uh, review Devil May Cry 4 for uh, for that website. But uh, of course, that's been that's over. Wow, that's over a decade ago now. That is crazy. You're old. Um, I'm old. Everyone's yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Even we're all you, old. You're old. <laughs> you listening at home, you're old. Ooh. <laughs> but uh, no, Resident Evil. Uh, not Resident Evil. Devil May Cry 5. Uh, it, because I played Devil May Cry 4, I obviously was more interested playing this uh, because it does actually follow up from the events of Devil May Cry 4 to a certain degree. Mm. It, it has nero um in the starring role with uh dante in a co-starring role role to a certain degree uh with a new character in the form of v and um uh you play as those three characters in various uh, you know various chapters i'm only at up to chapter 16 i think it is and i think it's a 20 chapter game or 20 yeah it's, it's normally about 20 to 25 chapters in a in a dmc game yeah, so um, so I'm not too far away from the end now because uh, I've I've gotten to the big plot twist. I've I've I, I know uh, who V is really uh, and whatnot, and uh, I'm I won't spoil it for this uh, podcast and whatnot. But uh, no, it's um, uh, I at first I wasn't actually having any fun with it because when I got to the first boss in the game, I didn't have enough um, red orbs to. Because in this game, if you die, um, you can either revive yourself with red orbs, or if you have a gold orb, you can use that. Mm. And uh, at the mo- at that time, I didn't have any gold, or I had one gold orb that could instantly re- uh, revive me at full strength and whatnot, but that was the only one I had. Then I had to resolve to red orbs, and I didn't have much in the way of red orbs. Yeah. In fact, they were always, always asking me 5,000. I barely had 7,000. Ouch. So, so it ended up uh, me dying multiple times to the boss and restarting from the checkpoint that would be at the just before the start of the fight, and that was ter- that was terrible. It was absolutely uh, ridiculous. So uh, eventually, I got I got got through that bit, and then once I got through that bit, I was able to find more red uh, more orbs, uh, both red and gold. And particularly with the gold ones, if you're online and you play a mission where um, uh, another player might be playing the same mission or has played the mission um, in within the same time frame as you uh, are playing through that mission, uh, if they give you a, uh, a rating, uh, like if they up uh, give you a thumbs up for your performance uh, in the level that they were also playing at the same time, You'll get rewarded a gold orb, oh, which is great. And now I have like sixteen gold orbs <laughs> for the campaign. So now I can just like like obviously when you use a gold orb, you your your score decreases, so mm-hmm. you get a worse rank. And frankly, I don't care about that. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a completionist of uh, Devil May Cry games because they're ridiculously hard. But um, uh, no, it's nice to have that little net, uh, safety net now. With uh, with all those gold gold orbs uh, to my name, um, 
But uh, but when I got past that, the other aspects uh, like uh, with Nero, uh, he has he doesn't have his uh, uh, devil uh, devil hand uh, this time or demon hand. Mm. Uh, I forgot what it was officially Is it called. D devil arms or, or no? It's De I devil arm. Yeah. I it's like um, uh, where it uh, that was like taken away from him, and now he has like a, a like a, a devil buster. Or, uh, arm, uh, which is kind of mechanical. It's I, made, I'm, it's I'm made sorry. by his new friend. But you saying Devil Buster, I immediately think of Nero just going pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They probably were half tempted of doing that because I'm sure there's been Mega Man references in a Devil May Cry game before, if not in some uh, in some fact, or maybe there was a Devil May Cry reference in a in a Mega mm. Man uh, game. Or I, I've only ever thing. played the first DMC game. Um, mm. I've got uh, the other games um, to play. I just need time to play them. But yeah, the the, yeah. the first one obviously doesn't have anything in terms of Mega Man nods there. But I, I'm pretty certain there'd be something in DMC three or DMC four that was just basically a case of oh, well, here's a here's a met here's a met, just a, a met helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, I mean, uh, granted, I didn't see anything in four, but I'm sure there'll be something in three, mm. possibly, because three was regarded as quite the crazy one. Yes. Uh, to, to put it to less, <laughs> less. To put it uh, mildly, three's. Th yeah, put it mildly. Yeah. In this crazy but, um, weird game, three's the craziest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, no, I I have gotten used to that. I do actually love Dante. In this game, in Devil May Cry Five, uh, his uh, like his devil arms that he has uh, in that in that game, his weapons like the swords and uh, stuff like that are crazy cool and stupid as well. But um, uh, heck, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but he gets one one item. Now it actually uses a it actually uses red orbs as energy to weaponize it. So obviously, it's not really efficient because you can blast through all of your red orbs quite easily when you use it but it's so stupid and so funny and whatnot it's it's just perfect for him it's just perfect for dante it's a, it's um, a giant pizza cutter isn't it <laughs> yes it is <laughs> it's totally down his alley um but no uh it's it's something completely different it's to totally off uh, off off cuff of what he would normally be mm. but anyway um oh but overall i am and i i actually have enjoyed myself now with the game uh going forward so yeah i look forward to beating that and um uh moving on to something else on my x because i'm playing it on my xbox one through game pass so yeah ex get xbox uh, if if for nothing else definitely try game pass guys because game pass on xbox really good value for money like being able to have access to like hundreds of games and being able to download any of them at any point while being uh, while paying for that membership yeah you know, it's I, it's ridiculous i was going to mention the game pass myself although this time for the pc as opposed to the xbox so yeah in, in fact ian why don't you tell us what you've been playing this month uh, and uh, if anything from the past uh this month um as mentioned uh just now um yeah the xbox pc pass now i don't own an xbox one 
um, mainly because, truth be told, there's only one game I wanted for the Xbox One, and that's uh, Rare Replay, and I'm not getting an entire console for one game. Um, so I never had one, but with uh, the E3 announcement of um, oh, we're bringing Game Pass to the PC, it was officially unveiled uh, a few months ago, and then yeah. this month, so the month of November. They had a special promotion in which the Game Pass was 75% off. So effectively, you could sign up now for in for one pound in the UK for the month for the sign up for the month for one pound, and then it reverts back to four pounds uh, UK whatever currency it is elsewhere. But the fact mm -hmm. is, it was so cheap, and it was just a case of you know what, let's see what this is like. And the fact is, as soon as I booted up, it was a case of oh wow, they have Metal Slug. I haven't played that in years. Oh, they have um, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. That's a game I really wanted. They have this and this and this. It's a case of, yeah, I'd much rather own the games. I still like the fact of, same with music streamers, that case of if I find something I like, I'd go out and buy it because it's nice to have that medium, either physical or digital. But the fact is I actually own it rather than leasing it, which is kind of what this system is. It's like blockbuster for uh, for the Netflix generation. Yeah, essentially. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things in there. There's some things in there that I would never have touched or have never have tried. Um, one of which being the game I've been dabbling in with the past uh, couple uh, past week or so, which is The Outer Worlds, the latest RPG from Obsidian. Um, yeah, that's been getting a lot of attention. It now. has, it has. Uh, particularly seeing as, in the same time that it was released... Um, Obsidian's former sort of uh, co-worker stroke employee, uh, uh, sorry, employer Bethesda decided to uh, announce more features for their seminal RPG uh, known as Fallout 76. Uh, not so much shooting themselves in the foot as um, potentially hitting themselves over the head with a hammer multiple times while sitting in a giant radon pool whilst being attacked by rad scorpions. Uh, yeah, that's quite the allegory there. <laughs> this is from someone who has not played Fallout. It's just general, general. I know this. I know this. I know this. Pip boy, that's a thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, no. Basically, the Outer Worlds. From playing it for the first years, it's basically a case of this feels like what uh, what an RPG should be. Because I've played a bit of Fallout Four, and. It was empty. It was sparse. It was empty. It was bland. This one, in the hour and a half I've spent playing it, because I've had other games to play, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, but the hour and a half I've sat down and played it as a case of this has been very engaging, very interesting. Steep difficulty curve, but that's partly because of the character build I've chosen, um, and also a very good script. The, the script's very witty and. Um, uh, sort of satirical, which is uh, a big plus in, in my book. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far and looking forward to seeing what happens next. Um, so yeah, that's effectively how to do the big RPG, not try and spin out into an MMO scenario and fail at every turn. Um, I'm sorry for that 76. There's some good ideas there, you just you just didn't implement them correctly and yeah you can you can chalk that up 
to uh, publisher uh, again this harkens back to the start of the episode where basically um you know uh in this case publisher meddling where where it's bethesda um you know putting their grubby hands in uh, into the pot and uh, messing around with it and whatnot uh, just like producers that uh, you know studios that uh, movies uh, kind of like want to change things or, or or put the pressure on because uh, with publishers obviously with Bethesda they were putting on the pressure I feel feel and uh, of course they rushed the product to market essentially it's it's pretty much um, the case of sort of this thing is popular we must do this thing yeah and um, what was it with uh, Obsidian uh, they've actually been able to redeem themselves because uh, they were also part of the Fallout f- franchise mm. at one point. They had uh, worked on New Vegas, I believe. Yes, that is correct. And uh, I think it—I think it was with that experience on New Vegas, where even that game wasn't that perfect and whatnot. They pr- pretty much took what they had experienced from that game and just put it into the Outer Worlds, and that's great because after the success of both. Um, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, South Park, uh, Stick of Truth, and uh, Fractured But Whole. Um, it's good that they were able to get uh, the Outer Worlds off the ground after that success and be able to come out with a an original IP mm. um, for for them to solely own. I mean, I don't know if it's uh, I don't know who's publishing the Outer uh, Worlds or I think it's if they're self publishing. I think it. it's private divisions are associated with this one. I don't know yeah. the exact. Layout. So, I uh, it's it's a news publisher. Well, it's a, a newish publisher that uh, is not very well known, but it's still, but it's focused as being an Obsidian game, mm. and that's the co- that's the core thing about it is that it's Obsidian front and center. Um, you know that are that obviously put the work in, and uh, no, it, I I've actually been impressed with how they've uh, gone about into uh, you know getting you know dusting themselves off and making. You know, making themselves a, a massive uh, uh, player in the industry again. So, you know, kudos to them, and it's good that they've got this game under their belt and uh, have now showcased that they are not to be trifled with, and they can make some really good games. Indeed, indeed. I'm looking forward to seeing not only what the rest of this game brings, but also I'm actually now interested to see what uh, they've got uh, coming for, uh, coming forth in the future, because. Yeah, I I never didn't really know much about it beforehand, but now yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It sort of harkens back to the to Bioware before they got bought out by EA in terms of its ideas and structures and such. And it's just a case of this is this feels nice. It doesn't feel Good. corporate. Yeah. Well, that's, it feels that's, that's it's supposed to it. feel corporate because of the structure, but it doesn't feel like it was built by committee. That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's like it's it's um it's a major game studio that wants to be an indie studio, and because indies don't have that kind of like no uh, it, problem at all really. And honestly, they just they just have the problem of trying to get their name out there, but they have all that talent that you know they 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 just need to focus on just making a bloody good game. Yeah, reminds me and a lot of that, uh, Double Fine. Yeah. To a certain degree, we can't say that now because oh, no, they're well, they're bought by Microsoft <laughs> now. <laughs> so, oopsie doodle. Oh well. Anyway, it, 
does it but, does, uh, does uh, leave no. credence to the fact that Banjo Kazooie may actually appear in the new Psychonauts game. Hmm. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Yeah, it's like uh, that. That'll be quite a world to jump through. It's like just having bears and birds going through it. I'm sure. I'm sure it's gonna be probably referenced in some yeah, way, mm, shape, or form. Possibly, possibly. But uh, no, it's uh, thoroughly enjoyable and juggling that with everything else that's been currently being sort of played through and such. So I finally finished Three Houses, which is Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's looking mm -hmm. like that maybe my game of the year so far, but who knows what's um, who knows what the rest of the year will bring. Outer Worlds may be chasing after it, depends really. But um, yeah, that's I'm, I've cleared the game, which means I'm one third of the <laughs> one third of the way through the game, because there's three different stories and they all sort of uh, branch off in three different paths. It's just a case of okay, let's see how this goes, uh, let's see how this diverges, because the first playthrough I did went in such a direction that I didn't know what was going to happen. It and so it's a case of okay, surprise me. What do you what are you going to do with the next house I choose? So that's really something really interesting. And I think the only other major thing that's oh I've been uh sort of playing around with has been the Ever Eternal Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, the one the game that keeps on giving because uh, this month saw the release, I believe it was this month, saw the release of the fourth uh, of the uh, Challenge Pass characters, which is uh, Terry Bogard from Fatal Fury Stroke King of Fighters. And yep. he plays really <laughs> differently. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty much an SNK fighting character, much like how they transplanted uh, Ryu and Ken into the game. They pretty much did the same thing with Terry. At least that's how I feel yeah. it, and it's just a case of, yeah, this feels this feels odd. It's odd to play an actual, to play Smash Brothers with an actual fighting character, but it it works really well, and you can tell that this was a character that um, Sakurai really wanted, uh, complete with the fifty mm. plus tracks that <laughs> Terry got along with the stage. Aye, it, it's quite the notable thing when if Sakurai has a an investment in a in a character that he wants in in Smash and whatnot, mm. he wants to get the most out of that kind of like investment, yes. and uh, he shows it with just the musical tracks alone, because mm. uh, uh, you know that uh, he's had that it, he he's got that love uh, with uh, Mega Man, uh, and uh, I've forgotten what else. Uh, well, other than his own creations oh, like Kirby and, and stuff like else, that. Yeah, um, but. Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, I haven't I haven't uh, picked up Ultimate in a long time actually, and I've been missing out on other things. I did prepay for the uh, I did pay for the pass mm. and pay for the characters and whatnot. So um, whatever is uh, obviously uh, been updated to it. And uh, funnily enough, you should say that I just saw what was that a tweet going around about uh, a spirits event that relates to the Resident Evil series, ah. which is very weird. Um, yeah. So it's hmm. it's it's a bit awkward that Resident Evil is being uh, granted. Other Capcom ca properties have been uh, incorporated into Smash that doesn't have any ca fighter characters for it. Like for example, example Monster Hunter. Hmm. They've got one of the monsters from Monster Hunter as a boss, but they don't have any character representation in the roster. True. So. True. Eh. So, so I get. I guess this is just them again. Capcom just saying, "Oh, do you want to use these for spirits?" Yeah, sure. Put them in. Yeah, so just thinking about it in general, so far we've got, out of the four, we've had Joker 
from Persona 5, we've had Hero from uh, Dragon Quest, Banjo-Kazooie from Banjo-Kazooie, and Terry from Fatal Fury. All different companies. So you had Atlas, Stroke Sega, Squeenix, um, Rare, Stroke Microsoft. Microsoft, and then SNK. So you've got your standard ones, and then you've got some other other ones being tossed into the mix. So it all it's sort of all of the air still who that fifth slot is going to go to. Uh, of course, they also announced. Granted, uh, they also announced the fact. I that don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that will be. No, uh, all I do know is they have announced further DLC, so more characters will be released in the future. But yeah, who knows what that fifth character is going to be? Um, knowing Sakurai, it's probably going to be a blind side. It's probably going to be something that we didn't see, uh, didn't expect. I'm not going to use the Persona Five meme because I'm better than that. Uh, yeah, it's like uh. You got yeah. Well, I'll I'll do another reference entirely. You got another. It'll be another thing coming mm. to us. Uh, I'll definitely say that. But um, no, I think uh, that's good enough for us to kind of like wrap things up and whatnot. Um, just to let you know for next month, guys. Obviously, next month we got a big thing to be talking about next month. So be sure to uh, tune in for uh, December's uh, December's last minute ca uh, continue cast uh, when. Uh, because next month we got we got uh, a little uh, musical event to uh, attend to, so some of us at the Last Minute Continue uh, crew will be there in attendance. So hope you, if you are going to it, which has been that of uh, the Sonic Music uh, Sonic Adventure Music Experience UK, then uh, if you do see any of us of the LMC crew, being that myself, Kevin. Um, um, Ian, are you going again? Uh, no, 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 sorry. No, sadly, so, sadly sorry not. About that. Uh, sadly not. Would love to, yeah, but, but uh, fate has conspired against me. But if you do ha yeah. so happen to see me there, then uh, I would strongly suggest that you contact me and tell me that my shadow's running amok down the south of London. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I. I'm gonna say we'll get we'll we'll get the you know, um, uh, shit. I've forgotten the <laughs> name of the crew. <laughs> The Phantom, Phantom Thieves. Thieves. Yeah, we'll get the Phantom yeah. Thieves to get that sorted. There we go. I remembered. I remembered eventually. I do. I do know of the series. I played the. I played the ribbon game. Okay, that, that's more than qualified. Uh, but no. Uh, for next month, obviously, we'll probably be talking about that. But uh, for now, we will be signing off. Uh, Ian, would you like to say your goodbyes and to talk about what uh, you like to plug at this moment in time? Well, uh, thank you very much for having me on again, and uh, yeah, uh, I will continue to be around on the main LMC uh, streams. Uh, we've just finished up with XCOM, uh, Enemy Within, with Kev, so that's all over and done with, so uh, that's that completed, which, by the way, you, uh, you should actually go and see the final mission when it gets released on YouTube, because that was spectacular, wasn't it? Oh yes, definitely. That was spectacular. So, so, um, so with that, obviously, you can uh, go uh, check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash last minute continue, and subscribe to that channel. So that way, you'll be kept in the loop of when that uh, episode goes live. So yeah, uh, and of course, if you want to watch these things happen live, as and when they happen on Tuesdays and uh, Sundays uh, on Twitch, go to twitch.tv forward slash last minute continue and subscribe on or follow on there. And if you are feeling generous and you want to put a little, uh, you know, throw us a chunk of change, 
and whatnot, you can subscribe to the channel and get some uh, emotes, uh, you know, exclusive emotes for the for the Twitch channel. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm not quite sure what's happening in terms of my uh, output with the channel itself. Uh, uh, all I will say for now is that I'm currently busy uh, busy in uh, my editing software trying to figure out how to split a whole bunch of uh, Twitch streams into nice, uh, nice smaller episodes. Or what? Oh, you're going to have to wait and see to find out on that one. But if uh, people want to maybe see any teases of it, uh, I'm sure there's a place that they can go to kind of like see those teases possibly, maybe a social media. Um to be uh, to be fair it's all going to go through the last minute continue um website and brand so make sure to follow them on twitter which is at last minute continue and all that kind of thing everything's going to go up in there of course there's also the lmc discord as well all the links are on the uh, the twitch channel if you should so like to join it yeah so with that said uh, of course you can follow me on uh Twitter and uh, uh, Instagram with the at tag at TurboXLR, all in capitals there, as well as checking out my uh, own Twitch channel, which uh, is twitch.tv forward slash TurboDrive Live, where I'm streaming every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday at 7 p.m. UK time if you want to tune in and uh, see what I'm doing on those days. In fact, at the moment, as of this recording, I'm currently playing Ring Fit Adventure on the Wednesdays, Doom 3 on the Fridays, and King's Quest for the PS4 on the Saturdays. So, thanks very much for tuning in for this month's edition of the Last Minute Continue cast, or the LMC cast, wherever uh, floats your boat of uh, calling this uh, podcast. Those people uh, that talk I've been a John lot. Turbo Finley. Uh, that has been the month of uh, November 2019. Here on Last Minute Continue website and on the various listening devices that you've been listening this podcast on. Have yourselves a great day and I'll see you next time for, well, more uh, more movies, more gaming and more guffins of uh, being talked to. Take care, people. Bye-bye. Goodbye.